goodness, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for your tender care towards the children of men. Lord, I thank you. Father, Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you, God. Thank you again for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you, oh, God. Teach us how to wait. Teach us how to wait, O oh God. Teach us how to wait in your presence. Teach us how. Hallelujah. Teach us, Jesus. Speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Speak to our understanding. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. My soul say yes unto you. To your will, oh God. And to your way. Have your way, oh God. Have your way in our living. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our doing. My God, we thank you. Lord, continue to build us up in our most holy faith. Teach us to pray in the Holy Spirit. My God, we wait on you. Lord, you told us if we wait, Lord, you would renew our strength. We would mount up with wings as eagles, my God. We would run and not be weary. <coughs> we would walk and not faint. My God, continue to teach us how to wait. Teach us how to wait on you. Oh, God, we call upon you. Lord, we look to you. You are our help. You are our strength. In the name of Jesus, build us up in our most holy faith, my God. Build us up in our most holy faith. Teach us to pray in the Holy Spirit. My God, we thank you. Your love never fails, my God. Oh, your mercies are renewed every day. Renew your mercies and your goodness towards us. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, 
yes, Lord. Hallelujah, my soul says yes unto you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, we cry out to you. We cry out to God. For we know you hear us. Lord, we know you answer us. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your loving kindness. Oh, God, continue to ever be merciful unto us and bless us and cause your face to shine upon us, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Your goodness. Your goodness, oh God. Your grace and mercy brought us through. Lord, we live in this moment because of you. Lord, I want to thank you. I want to praise you too, my God. For your grace and your mercy brought me through. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. We give you thanks one more time in your presence for this fullness of joy. At your right hand, the pleasures forevermore. Father, we continue to thank you. Lord, we thank you for your anointing. Oh, your sanctification, my God. We thank you that you have us set to be glorified. Oh, because whom you did for new, my God, you did call. You did predestinate to be conformed to the image of your Son. And my God, we wait. We wait upon you. Teach us how to wait. Teach us how to wait upon you in love, compassion, understanding, tenderness. Guide us through your Holy Spirit, my God, in love, in joy, in peace, in long-suffering, in gentleness, in goodness, in faith, in meekness, and in temperance. My God, continue to build us. Build us, O oh God, into that which you would have us to be. Help us to be steadfast, unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. Lord, help us to love one another. Help us to cherish one another. Help us not to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, but stand in your word. Help us to stand in your word, my God. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, which indwells us, my God. Oh, thereby we able to withstand all the wiles of the adversary. My God, we just continue to look to you, to depend on you, to trust in you. Lord, that renewed strength, strengthen us, we pray. Remember all the ministers, my God, those that minister, Lord. We to one another, 
to our fellow men. Oh God, make the sacrifice, the living sacrifice. Oh my God, we thank you. Thank you, God, for that strength, the strength of Jesus Christ, the joy of the Lord, that we might continue this race with patience, with fear and trembling, not being turned aside, but standing steadfast, my God, waiting in you, trusting in you, hoping in you, believing in you, my God. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you have brought us thus far. Continue to build us up, my God. Continue to strengthen us, teach us how to pray. Remember all your ministers, your pastors, your elders, your bishops, my God, your apostles. All those that call on the name of Jesus Christ in sincerity. My God, we thank you. Oh, God, remember the president, my God. Remember the governors, the senators, the representatives, the armed forces, my God. Oh, God, the first responders, Lord, we pray that you remember them. Oh, God, remember the oppressed. Oh, God, remember all those who are crying out to you. Lord, make a way, for we know that all things are of you, my God. Help us to trust in you with all our hearts, not to lean to our own understanding. Help us in all your ways to acknowledge you, in all our ways to acknowledge you. Lord, you promised to direct our path. Direct us, we pray. Direct us in the living way. Oh, God, continue to strengthen us. Strengthen us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm a year of salvation and purchased of God. I'm born of His Spirit. I'm washed in His blood. And this is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. You see, this is my story, and this is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. Thank you, Jesus. This is my story, and this is my song. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you with around here this morning. And it's good to be back in the midst of this holy nation, this royal priesthood, a nation of kings and priests. And it is my great privilege to sit with you where we can study together, we can learn one from another, we can interact. Please interact. Your thoughts, your ideas, your comments, your phone calls, that we might learn together one from another. Today is Tuesday, July 28th. 2020 
and this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. Our topic today, you. Our topic today, you brethren are not in darkness that, that they should overtake you as a thief. One more time. Our topic today is, you brethren are not in darkness that, that day should overtake you as a thief. We've often, numerous times, heard us saying that the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night. Yes, the word tells us he's going to come as a thief in the night. And we've heard it said and repeated, even it was made into a movie. But we must understand that the coming of the Lord to the believer and the unbeliever is totally separate. The coming of the Lord to the believer and to the unbeliever is totally separate. To the unbeliever, yes, he's coming as a thief in the night because the unbeliever is in darkness, not watching, not looking, not waiting. But you, brethren, but you, the saints of God, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. So the word says in Thessalonians chapter 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So the day of the Lord will come, and to some, those that are in darkness, it will come as a thief in the night. But to them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So it is imperative that we not allow any to deceive us by any means, for that day of the Lord shall not come, except there come that falling away first so we who know believe and trust the word of God will see the signs of falling away and we will also see the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God you brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief in the night. The word tells us in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, Beware, be on your guard, be aware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So you have to be totally conscious, aware of your surroundings, on your guard, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. The arguments of the philosophers have been incorporated into even scripture to present a false narrative to lead you away from Christ. But you have to be on your guard that you're not deceived after the tradition of men after the rudiments operations, the workings, the statutes, the rules, the regulations of the world. 
because the world has set up some rules, some laws and things that they say these are the rules and these are the laws and they are contrary to the word of God. So you have to be aware lest any man spoil you through their arguments, their worldliness, they're having a form of godliness, but they have denied the power thereof. And from such you should turn away. So you must be on your guard that none spoil you through philosophy, deceit, after the tradition of men, the operations of the world, and you are not being led after Christ. John told us in 1 John chapter 4 verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit. You have spirits running at you left right and center with arguments a word from you this word from you, and they say so many things and when you measure it against scripture you see that it's not true the word tells us yes the word tells us beloved believe not every spirit every believer is not of god one more time every believer is not of god you are believers of Baal. you are the prophets of Baal. So when a person say, I am a believer, you have to begin to dig a little bit. Don't just believe it. You are a believer in who? Who do you believe in? What is his name? You want to know. So beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Why? Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You have to try the spirit. You have many that have a superficial knowledge of Jesus Christ. He had 12 disciples, 3 is inner circle, 9 the outer circle, and then vast numbers that followed him, some for bread and fish, some for healing, some for whatever reason. But Jesus had numerous people on the periphery of his center yes he did and they followed for different reasons and they will claim to know everything about Jesus Christ but you cannot believe every spirit because many false prophets are going out into the world some for the love of Luca I've preached another gospel I've preached another Jesus you have the prophets of Balaam you have the prophets that are prophesying fulfilled to Luke. So you cannot believe every spirit because many false prophets are they say cash at me. That's what they say. They tell you cash at them like Baal. Looking for Balak. Looking for the rewards of iniquity. But Paul say I've used none of these things. I have used none of these things for I know that my God shall supply my needs according to his riches in glory and I'm going to trust in him and though he slay me yet will I trust in him I'm going to believe him so what do we do the word says we must let the word of Christ dwell richly in all wisdom in us let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another teaching and admonishing one another so we are all instructors of each other through the power of the holy spirit we have a common fellowship we have 
a common brotherhood, the brethren, we have a common fellowship of believers, both men and women. What do we do? We let the word of Christ dwell in us richly in all wisdom, teaching and learning one from another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. Why? Because you, brethren, you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Yes, he did say the Lord will come as a thief in the night, but that is to the unbeliever. That is to unexpected. He wasn't watching. He wasn't praying. He wasn't looking up, looking for the Lord. So we're talking about that day of the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter 5 is where our text comes from. And it says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. There is no need to preach this again, to testify of this, because you know, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. You know this. Yes, the unbeliever knows that the day of the Lord is going to come. The believer knows that the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night. Yes, the believer knows the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night, but to the unbeliever. And you will see that as we go further. The times and the seasons. We live in turbulent perilous times. You have the false prophets telling you how great and how better things are going to get. Not so, says the word. The word says that in the last days, perilous times shall come. We are in judgment. All God's ways are judgment. All God's ways. And the word tells us, the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They're going to be speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with the hot iron. One of the things we have to do is make sure that we are not hypocrites. We say the stuff, yes, we say it. And we stand by it. We stand up for it. You're going to have them coming at your left, right, and center. But you got to stand your ground. You have to stand up on the Lord. Folk won't try to draw you away from Christ. But you have to remain firm. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Yes, the statement is true, but to whom does it apply? The Lord come as a thief in the night to those who are not watching, waiting. For to them that look for him shall he appear. And the word tells us, you brethren, you, you are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. The Bible says, for when they shall say peace and safety, you have these false prophets telling people how great things are going to be, how the Lord is coming with a great big blessing and they got a word for you and they got a prophecy and they got this and they have that and they telling you all of these things while at the same time they're trying to sell you books, raise money, collect money from you because they do that for their own self-gain. 
when they shall say peace and safety, that sudden destruction, beloved, sudden destruction is going to come upon the world. You hear them saying peace and safety? Jesus Christ said, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as a woman with child in travail, and they shall not escape. But ye brethren, you, the church, the brotherhood, the fellowship, the body of Christ, but you brethren, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 4, read it for yourself, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 4, but ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Yes, the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night to the unbeliever. It comes upon him suddenly. It breaks in upon him. The day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night to the unbeliever. Hello, somebody. Let's read it one more time. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. But then he says, but you brethren, you are not in darkness. That that day should overtake you as a thief. You are prepared. You are ready. You are on your guard. But you, the brethren, know and understand that that day is coming. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have need, no need, that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they, the operative word, that word, with an accent on it. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. When they shall say, then destruction shall come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, but the brethren, are not in darkness. You are children of the light. You are in the light. If you walk in the light as he is in the light, you have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all unrighteousness. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. Your eyes and your mind and your understanding open. We are not of the night nor of darkness, so that day is not going to overtake us as a thief. We're going to be ready and prepared, looking up, looking for that blessed hope, and to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Ye are all children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. You see, men love darkness because their deeds are evil. They don't want the light to shine in their lives and into their behavior and into their character and into their doings. So they avoid the light. Now, if you avoid the light, that don't mean it's not there. It just means you're in darkness. But we are the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. So the apostle said, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. <laughs> Hallelujah. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. 
and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. So there is a difference between the children of light and the children of darkness. The children of light sleep through the warning. They don't watch. They don't prepare. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They love to sleep. They love to slumber. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, let us who are children of the day, let us who are of the day be sober-minded. Sober-minded. Not unstable, but steadfast, unmovable. Not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, letting our minds get out of control. But girding up the loins of our minds, let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love, trusting in God, believing in God, seeing the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of the things that we do not see, loving our enemies, doing good to them that despitefully use us and say all manner of evil against us. Love goes above and beyond a second-hand emotion. But let us who are off Faith, love, love with the love of God. And for an helmet, we must have the hope of salvation. We must hope in the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why? For God had not appointed us to wrath. Hello, somebody. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Isn't that ironic? That those that sleep and not look for him. And those that stay awake looking for him. But as long as you are a believer, he died for us. That whether we are awake or are asleep, we should live together with him. Why? For he had not appointed, unto, appointed us unto wrath. It is vital we understand that we, are, we were appointed unto tribulation. There is a difference between tribulation and wrath. The tribulation is poured out to work patience in us. Yes, it's graphic. Yes, it is detailed. Yes, there are times when it's terrifying. But tribulation work at patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope make it not a shame. But God had not appointed us to wrath. God is going to pour out his wrath upon this sinful world, upon this world that is under the curse. For God had not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. It is necessary, vital, and of utmost importance that we are saved, that we receive the Spirit of the Lord, that we come out of the world, that we are new creatures. The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Many will have a form of godliness. They will have an outward show of a conviction that is not steadfast. 
but we must come out from among them. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. So the apostle tells us, just like he told us in the previous chapter, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, edify one another, even as also you do. Here he shows the mutuality and the corporate approach to believers working in Christ Jesus. He says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, comforting one another, edifying one another not just a dominant individual coming he's the boss and i'm gonna speak and i'm gonna tell everybody all the time whenever whatever uh-uh it don't work like that wherefore comfort yourselves together get together and comfort one another get together and edify one another even as also ye do you've begun to do it You've begun to appreciate one another. You've begun to love one another. Continue in this love. And we beseech you. We beg you, brethren. We beseech and beg you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Here the Apostle Paul is saying, know the people that you work with Know the people that you, together, along with them, work for the Lord. We beseech you, brethren, know them. Try the spirits. Know the individuals that you can say, don't worry about it. I know who you are. I know the real you. I know your ups and downs. I know your trials. I know your tribulations. I know when you would do good. I know when evil presents itself. And you likewise know the same of me. Because we are in this together as brethren, one body. For by one spirit are we all baptized into this one body. He says, know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Now, he gave gifts when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. All men have not the same calling. Everyone don't have the same gifts. So he gives the different gifts in the body for the edifying of the church. And there are some set over us in the Lord and some over whom we are set. So he said that we should esteem them highly in love for their work's sake. Not because of their position, not because of their name, but because of what they do. So you can have all the appellations, all the titles, all the various things. But if you're not doing the work, you are disregarded. But we ought to esteem them very highly in love for the work that they are doing. And be at peace among yourselves. One of the requisite things in the body of Christ is peace. Jesus left it with us. Jesus gave it to us. He said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give it. So we have to be at peace among ourselves. We have to be at peace with each other. When 
difficulties, disagreements, trials, and things come, we let them die with the day. We let them go down with the sun. As the sun goes down each day, you must let your disagreements, your difficulties go out with that day because sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. And you must let the peace of God remain among you. You must be at peace among yourselves. You can't have malice and animosity and envy and covetousness and claim to be a part of the body of Christ. It does not operate. That is not the spirit of Christ. Paul then continued by saying, Now we exhort you, brethren, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. In the body of Christ, the Bible tells us that there are vessels unto honor and vessels unto dishonor. In a great house. In a great house, there are not only vessels unto honor, but also vessels unto dishonor. Every vessel in the house serve a purpose. So here Paul was telling us, teaching us, exhorting us how we should deal with the different vessels that we have in the house. We are exhorted, warn them that are unruly. Sometimes you have to go privately, take a person aside and say, you know, beloved, this is not the right approach. This is not the right approach. You warn them that are unruly and then you comfort the feeble-minded. Every person is not of the same caliber of mind. Some are weak in mind. Some are feeble-minded. But you must comfort them because they serve a ultimate eye purpose in the body of Christ. Yes, God has placed them there for a purpose even beyond our thinking. It's like the brain, delicate, feeble. It's like the eye, delicate, feeble. But the purpose that it serves is of such importance that the eye enlightens the whole body. The brain directs the whole body, is protected, is sheltered, just like the eye. So we must comfort the feeble-minded. We must support the weak. We must support, strengthen, increase in joy those that are weak. And we must be patient toward all men. That's why each day must be a new day. Tribulation work at that patience in us. So we must be patient toward all men. Then he begins to address the operations of the carnal man. The unregenerated person. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. Don't do to people what you think they did to you. Don't act towards people the way you feel they acted towards you. I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to show them. And, and I'm going to show them how. And, and, and I'm going to demonstrate what I can do. No, the Lord said, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay thee. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. They did it to me, therefore I'm going to do it to them. I will just do this and I'm going to... No, no, no. But learn how to absorb some of those things. Learn how to take it. Grow in grace. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Sometimes you're bruised, you're battered, you're used, you're misused. All of those things. But endure. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. But ever follow that which is good, always endeavoring to follow goodness and gentleness. 
both among yourselves, among us, and to all men. We don't treat people the way that they treat us. No, we absorb it. Why? Because you and me and all of us that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. You can see my infirmities. Oh, they're well known. My infirmities are, help me to bear them. You, you say you're strong. Bear the infirmities of the weak. And likewise myself. I must bear the infirmities of those that I weak. Many times we have strength in one area. We have strength in one area and weaknesses in the next. Many times we have strength over here, but weakness over there. In a great house, there are many vessels, some to honor and some to dishonor. Our strengths and our weaknesses together makes us who we are. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among ourselves and to all men. Then the apostle said, Rejoice evermore. <laughs> One time I was on this job and these you always laughing and you don't let stuff bother you. You don't care. And I'm like, I do care. It bothers me, but I've been taught to rejoice in tribulation. Let your pain be fuel for your praise. Let your pain be fuel for your praise. Burn up your pain with praise. Rejoice evermore. And as I stayed at that job and we got to know each other, different individuals would come and we would discuss the things of the word and we could see the Lord working among my co-workers. But somebody had to help me through when I was going through. Then the word says, pray without ceasing. It's not prayer time. It's always prayer time. Pray without ceasing. How are we going to do that? How are we going to pray without ceasing? We know not what we ought to pray for. It is the spirit that makes it intercession. Ever praying. Praying in mind. There are times we pray with the understanding. There are times we pray with the spirit. Ever praying. Pray without ceasing. And in everything give thanks. Let me say it one more time. And in, whatever you're going through, whatever you're in, some people say COVID-19, in everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You could not have survived. You could not have gone through. You could not have gotten sick. You couldn't, none of those things. So in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you concerning me the things that i've gone through in my life the places that i've been the people that i've met the things that have happened to me have been for the furtherance of the gospel of jesus christ so in everything i give thanks thank him in the morning you thank him at noon you thank him in the evening in everything learn how to be thankful learn you know a lot of people oh my gosh they don't know how to give thanks we have to learn how to be thankful. We have to learn how to be appreciative of all the Lord has done for us. All they look at is the next thing. What's next? What's next? But Lord, I thank you. Having food and raiment, be content. You have shelter, be content. Having food and shelter, be content. There are many who are homeless. My wife and I see a lady many times. We walk down the street. She's homeless, a man in the park, homeless. 
But we must remember, we have a place we can go to. We have things that we can eat. We have water to drink. In everything, give thanks. There, but for the grace of God, go I. But God, but God, who is plenteous in mercy, slow to anger, patient, have kept me. Oh, you don't know unless you've been there. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. You are blessed where you are. You are blessed. We have 50 times more than all the people in foreign lands. 50 times more. We eat three meals a day. Many people in other lands can only eat once a day. Give thanks. We Burman complain if our shoe is a little bit tight. Many people in other lands have no shoes. And there are some that have no feet. In everything, we have to learn to give thanks. We murmur, we complain about all our stocks and our bonds and our investments and stuff. Many people don't know where they're going to lay their heads. Lie naked. Grass and sticks for their pillow. Leaves for their covering. In everything, give thanks. We are such an ungrateful people. We have become so ungrateful. We murmur, we complain, and we murmur, we complain, and we murmur, we complain. Why? Because we're unthankful. But we ought to be giving. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You brought me through this pandemic. Lord, I thank you. So many people didn't make it. So many families are grieving. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you thanks. Then he tells us, quench not the spirit. Quench not the Holy Spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Many times the Spirit will come to convict us, to let us know that we're not operating right and we quench the Spirit. I don't want to hear that. Right now, I don't want to. Yeah, I see how everybody else is doing and I see what everybody else and we quench the Spirit. The Lord said, don't do that. And despise not prophesying. When people come to us prophesying the truth, we reject it. We don't want to hear that. One man told me he wants positive things. The Bible says perilous time shall come. The Bible, the Lord who's going to bring the things, says perilous times going to come. Whether you like it or not, it's going to come. So if you're not prepared for the hard times, you will be overcome by the things that arise. So despise not prophesying. And then prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. So you're going to know the circumstance. You're going to know the situation. Because you're going to prove everything. Prove all things. And then you hold fast to that which is good. Listen to this. Abstain from all appearance of evil. You know the thing don't look right. It don't sound right. But you still do it. Abstain from all appearance of evil. It looks evil. Not just bad, but evil. Abstain from it. Don't worry about what people say and what they think and stuff. You got to answer to God. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Shun the very appearance of evil. Evil. Withdraw yourself. 
and the very God of peace is going to sanctify you, set you apart, holy. And we, we're praying that God, our God, would preserve your spirit and your soul and your body blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. God is going to supply my needs. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to murmur. I'm not going to complain because he is faithful, 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 faithful. God is faithful. Faithful is he that calleth me. Faithful is he that calleth you. He is faithful. Who also will do it? He'll do those things. He knows what you stand in need of. Bridget, pray for us. Let me put it in personal terms. Pray for Brother Brown. Pray for me, brethren. Pray for me. And I'm praying for you. Brethren, pray for us. Pray for me and my family. Pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. Now, we know we have COVID-19. We know the rules and the regulations and the law of men. But the word says, greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. There are ways you can greet the brethren with an holy kiss and still remain safe. In closing, the apostle wrote, I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. There are some things you don't share with everybody. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. Read this to the brethren that have separated themselves unto the gospel of Jesus Christ and want to walk the right way. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. And then, the grace, the unmerited favor of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. God bless you, my beloved. You, brethren, are not in darkness. You are not in darkness that that day, the day of the Lord, the coming day of the Lord, should overtake you as a thief in the night. Why? For you are not in darkness. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you, O God, thanking you for your word, thanking you for your goodness, thanking you for your grace, thanking you for your tender mercies. Lord, we pray you blot out our complaints. Give us a mind to serve you, a mind to wait on you, a mind to look to you. Lord, we are ministers of reconciliation. Help us to go forth encouraging men and women to turn to Christ. God bless you in Jesus' name. The Bible tells us there is one mediator between God and men, and it's the man Christ Jesus, one advocate with the Father. And you are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. You can approach the throne of God for yourself. So I'm going to step away from here. That you might go to the Lord. You might speak to Him. You might make your request known unto the Lord. God bless you in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Come on home, beloveds. Come on home, won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.